Welcome to Podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room that we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. Tom, David, you did it. Congratulations. You saved the farm. farm. (laughs) It's really nice to have uh, an outdoor escape room. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Well, there you go. We're breaking boundaries with the audio medium. (laughs) The ability to to still trap people while they're outdoors and... Like I said, to be able to say no when things aren't going the way you want them. Something that only we really have. And much easier than training a bunch of pigs and sheep. Good point. In fact, we were actually breaking into a lot of stuff. We were into boxes, (laughs) into greenhouses, into pagodas. Um... I mean, you were free to go whenever you wanted. The only thing you couldn't escape from was your responsibility to a friend. (laughs) Just like in real life. I mean, there's a a metaphor for life, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, But no, you guys did really well. Uh, Did uh, did you enjoy it? Did you have fun? Yeah, that was lovely. It was really good fun. Yeah, it was excellent. It was... uh... It was more about yes, piecing all the bits together. That all everything was sort of scattered around the place and making all the connections. And there was there was just the right amount of of opportunity uh, to explore and um, and there was the right amount of opportunity to sort of keep possibilities in mind without it feeling overwhelming. Mm. Yeah, and it was interesting because everyone comes at these in different orders. So some people don't do any sort of solving whatsoever until they have looked at everything that is around there. And some people happen to hone in on exactly where the puzzles are and start going in that little area right away, which can be hard because maybe there are other elements like the sprinklers in the vegetable patch that you need in order to get further. But then sometimes if you've looked at everything first, sometimes that can be easier or sometimes that can feel like, oh my God, there's so much. I mean, we did end up with all the images front-loaded in the first 10, 15 minutes, <laughs> This is minutes, very true. <laughs> true. Um, but it is one of those things, and I think part of it as well is you were saying uh, before we started that, you know, you've done puzzled pints and mm. things like that and lots of puzzle games and puzzle solving. And so I think there was a tendency at the start to think once you found something, it will be a puzzle and it'll be a, and, and it was fine to kind of having that understanding or the realisation of, this isn't solvable. Like being able to tell when you don't have enough information, you know, obviously for the first thing you found was the five shoes and the eight shoes. And it was this sort of like, if this is self-contained, what do we do? Is it fiv eek? Is it half of an eight? That's an O that's a, and you, but like you were good at being able to realize and recognize like this can't be done. It's not hard. It's it's undo. We don't have the tools yet. Yeah, it is very much an escape room thing to have not too many leaps of assumptions mm. and to try. And to, to be make fair, sure da- David's uh, David's call of it being a calculator word was excellent. Like I, oh, it was oh, one of those things. That's, that's so good. That's... You know what? I have another room where it wasn't the word shoes, but I have calculator worded high heels before. So wow. definitely done this sort of thing. You've written too many of these. <laughs> well, I'm glad really? that puzzle designers can say, oh, maybe this sort of puzzle's there. And I can go, yes, I did that. I've done that before. Some point. <laughs> I didn't do it today, but I've done it before. <laughs> the thing that gave it away to me that it probably wasn't was the fact that the H was in capitals, whereas you normally would need yes. the H to be, to be a little H for that to work. Yep. But um, That makes sense. Yeah. See, we've it we was all that. <laughs> It was all I had to go on. We knew it was mathematical, and then there seemed to be a word that seemed to be a calculator word, so I thought it was worth a try. Oh, of course. Uh, is there any moment that you had in the room that you were especially 
proud, proud of yourselves. Of? Did you feel smart at any point with, with one of your solutions, either of you? I'm looking through my notes now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Did you I mean, write, it, it, go it, Tom, at one point? <laughs> so smart. Well, I mean, it's sort of... That, that last bit with the with the horse thing is 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 mm. like fairly typical how me and Tom work in terms of like I'll lob something up and then Tom will, will just take that ball and just like throw it all the way to the end zone and I'm That's just sort of going like whoa whoa, whoa 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 I've only worked out one letter and you've got the answer already like, like you know, <laughs> that's true I I back solve puzzles I will mm. very deliberately. Again, th- th- this is a pattern with me that David will be there trying to get individual letters and like, yeah, I'm working this out. And at some point, I will just look down at the paragraph he's trying to solve and go, got it. I know that's a quote from something. I recognize the, the pattern mm. that's, that's there. I recognize the word lengths or something like that, which is great until I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm very, convinced, very convinced that the pattern is, is absolutely there and I can see it. And then you put it inside. No, no, no. Going to need some more letters there. Sorry. Jump, jump ahead of myself. I- I'm pretty sure we did a logic puzzle on the last Dash. Dash is a worldwide treasure hunt that goes on at the same time around the world. And you were supposed to sort of solve about four different logic problems from left to right. And they those things translated, so sort of gave you letters to put into a phrase. And we'd only got through about halfway through puzzle number two or four. And then Tom had managed to just like back solve the entire paragraph. I remember this. I remember, th- and were, the trouble is they were doing it, I think, as a basic substitution cipher or something like that, where we were dropping letters in. So sure. at the point where you have the word lengths and a few letters, you oh, can go, yeah. well, okay, that's the, that's the, that's this. And at some point, brain just goes, yeah, I think I know what that is. Uh, yeah, check that. Check, yeah, yeah, got it. Which saved mm. us like 10, 20 minutes on that puzzle. But mm. I know damn well that every other team was trying the same thing. Tom I, I, basically saved us about a total of I reckon ninety minutes throughout the whole day, <laughs> just through like stuff like that. And he he said that it, he found the whole day a bit tiring. But like, if he doesn't come on the next one with us, we are going to have a terrible time. Of things. <laughs> the thing is, I don't. The, I'm also bad at working out like the 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 small stuff, like the fact of count just counting the legs on the the tablets in in the escape room puzzle here never occurred to me the fact of that those were then letters in the alphabet didn't occur to me but as soon as you david went oh is it letters that's an o well it's a five letter word with an o in the second place and there's horses it's horse and mm. yeah of course it is and i should have i should have changed it on the fly and made it morse <laughs> yes you could have we didn't have that first letter we would That's have been a bit cut. hotter if we would have been a bit hotter on Morse because like Morse comes up a lot on Puzzle Pint. And yes. I do, I do miss the concept of being able to say, no, 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 that's not Morse code for horse. That's horse code for Morse. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the reason that I felt I, I, I fell on the number of legs in total was because I just thought, well, it's a bit odd that there's, there was four horses in the second one. And there was five in the th- in the third and the fourth one, mm. and I just thought, well, hang on a second, like that that probably it means that you needed a larger number to, um, therefore code th- that that f- um, third and fourth one. So that's why you've used more horses, and therefore mm. that Absolutely. means you've got more legs. And that hang on a second, five horses with around twenty let- uh, twenty uh, legs in, in total. That's that within alphabet under- range. It's under 26, right. So then I mm. thought, oh, hang on a second. It's just legs equals letter. 
Absolutely. Because mm. it is and one of those things where, like, your first instinct was, let's count the raised legs, and you just have to sort of flip what your zero state is. So yeah. easy to have horses with zero legs raised. But as you say, then we, then we could have the same number of horses. So you have to kind of go like, oh, how do you represent zero in horse legs? That's no horses. And we could have done five horses per thing. It just would have been a lot of like horses lot of on their backs. Horse. Yeah, <laughs> horses lying down. That would have been far too confusing. Magical flying horses just kind of hovering above the... Yeah. Uh... I already thought that some of those pictures of horses looked a little bit like a time lapse of one horse just trying very poorly to entertain itself. <laughs> yeah, standing, standing, woo, standing, standing. If we'd included some of the horse rolling on its back, it yeah, would have been we, quite a story. It would have gotten lost in the weeds. <laughs> Um, but no, I think in general that that is like a good sort of dynamic of your of your uh, the way you work together. That David could find these mechanics. Oh, yeah, that's what you want um, from a team. And Tom could make. I'm the just leaps. glad I wasn't doing that one solo. My word. Oh God, well, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it, there's so much. It's much. It's always better to have the two players together. Everybody complements each other well. Um, the thing I thought Tom that you were also quite good at uh, was so in every escape room there's always an element of searching of needing to look around and find things. And obviously in an audio medium, searching is hard. Now people who've heard and listened to the show before, I've made this speech a hundred times, but obviously you can't say like, you look in the drawer, you don't see anything. I look better in the drawer <laughs> and I reached in. Ooh, now you found something, right? That's, that's unsatisfying. So the, the audio escape room version of searching is noting keywords and paying attention, like it's the, you said this a few times, wait a minute, we're looking for clay clays over here or, or, and, uh, and find those little things, such as trying to figure out whether, the, uh, whether it's weekly or hourly, the key component is, wait, the earth was dry, the earth was crumbly. Those plus-shaped sprinklers. You're, you're very, very good at noticing. <laughs> There's just like plus-shaped, plus-shaped, hmm. Um, and I think actually both of you were quite good at that. I remember David early on being like, well, you know, You've said that twice now, so maybe, <laughs> maybe we should be. But like, that's the sort of version of it. Um, so, so you were good when at that When you notice it, it sounds heavy-handed, but it tends to go unnoticed a lot. Yes. <laughs> uh, but no, it was fun. Danny, did you have anything for this room that you were proud of as a writer, like putting it together? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Sorry, should I not have asked? <laughs> I don't know. I struggled coming back to this one as the first standalone one. For it has a while. been a long time since you've written a room that doesn't connect to others through story. That's true. Um, goodness, give me a minute on that. Is there anything you hate it? Well, actually, can I? While, while you're thinking that, can I add one in on searching? Please. Uh, just, I, I am very bad at searching in actual escape rooms. I, I, I am aware that is a thing that I will leave to other people playing an escape room because I will just miss stuff. Just miss mm. obvious stuff that should be there. I won't check everywhere. And it, I'm, I'm sure that's an escape room skill you can learn. <laughs> it's just, it's just, just not my area. Although twice we've actually been into um, road test escape rooms um, put out by the ClueQuest company, and like Tom's very good at sort of spotting. I think the last time we road tested one, you, you said that the, the code that they had was wrong, <laughs> which is something yeah. that I wouldn't have ever ever yeah, you, you you spotted that like the last couple of symbols in the code was wrong. Um, so I have you know, absolutely I, I, no memory of that. So <laughs> I, I, 
I would have uh, I would have completely just sort of gone oh I've obviously I've gone wrong never mind them but yes I mean I have to say I I remember going through a suitcase that you had already gone through in that suit that uh, that, yeah. that one and they'd hidden a really really tiny tiny little piece of metal down the back of a very tight part of this briefcase it was a mm. bit bit mean but yes um, it's it's I just think getting two different people to search for these things in escape rooms is a good idea anyway so oh, um, definitely yeah especially something very small like that mm. and it's always interesting because you don't know the extent to which the designer engages in searching as an as a key part whether they want you to just mm. unlock something and find it or whether they want you to unlock it and then dig around and pull so you you know you find every time you find a wardrobe or a, or a chest of drawers in an escape room you always have to kind of look at the camera and think i'm going to start disassembling this you tell me when to stop because i don't want you to say you didn't check the undersides of all the drawers like of course i did so i've learned my lesson you you just tell me when i'm gone too far yeah one of these road tests we sort of found these these stickers at the bottom of the drawer and so we started taking these signs out and trying to sort of reassemble them and then there was like an, an a noise over the tanner going can you please put those back where you found them? <laughs> um, yeah, so I had to remember the orientation of all the signs because mm. they, they were actually meant to point to um, something on the tower in the middle of the room. So, oh, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's always interesting to find that balance. And I think that's why more and more escape rooms have found their own language of this is what it looks like when you shouldn't touch it. Don't yes. mess it. Don't take it apart. Leave it where it was, please. I, I have a vague memory of an escape room. Uh, and again, apparently my memory is a lot worse than I thought it was, that deliberately color-coded, don't touch this. Like, mm. It was, yep, it was things thing. like um, uh, power sockets, light mm -hmm. fixtures, things like that. It would, it would just have a little red tape or something. Around, just, this, is, this, is just, this is a light fixture. All right, this is, we, we can't move <laughs> this. And, I mean, do do you not kinda... disassemble the electrics. Oh, you kind of have to do that now, mainly because not just of players who come up with very curious ideas of what a right answer is going to be, but because sometimes designers have made those the right answers. Mm. People and like to yeah. push the meta, and so they say, like, for this room, you do need to disassemble the electrics. You there's, need to take the batteries out of these devices and open this There's a part. legendary story of some room somewhere, I'm assuming, in America where sticking a fork in a fake electrical outlet was the right answer. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, the more escape rooms push those boundaries the more everyone else has to say i am not pushing those boundaries please <laughs> please be aware was the prison cell the first one that you did oh that was a very funny the very first room we ever did had stickers you to say did. please do not touch do not touch things stickers hmm. and they had another thing where obviously they couldn't get the sticker on it properly so they wrote do not touch but i oh, thought it wasn't even that it was please do not pull yeah, this apart please do not pull this apart but i thought i looked at it and went that's, well, that's not, not the do sticker. not touch sticker. <laughs> so I'm going, to pull, I'm going to pull this apart because this looks like someone in character has said, please don't pull it apart. Maybe they're hiding some sick. And they were like, please, no, don't, don't take this apart. What are you doing? So it is interesting. You have to. So, and then and we have the luxury in an audio setting that we can just sort of say, no, you don't take that <laughs> yeah. apart. Or even more fun. I do not you get do to take brute that force apart. the control panel. Exactly. Yeah, you can't brute force control panels. I Sorry. quite like the do not touch that uh, one of the rooms that we went to in, the one at Macquarie, where they put little fake cockroaches in areas that you weren't <laughs> supposed to be. <laughs> you, don't want to, you don't want to touch that. <laughs> that was lovely. Now, Danny, 
You've been given time to think. Do you like your own work? This is going Praise to be... Praise yourself. This is going to be such a boring answer. I like having to use a hose to get a key off a roof. <laughs> it is true. That was one of these things in the playtest. I didn't peg to use the hose for you kept wanting to climb onto the roof. Our other playtesters wanted to climb yeah, onto the roof I was searching for ladders. Way. I was trying to get the horse over there to stand on the horse and then jump to the roof. I was get on top of the pagoda and come across. <laughs> and fly. And just all these ridiculous ideas. And you immediately jumped to, ah, oh, got a hose, got a key. Get the, get so it off. I really <laughs> appreciated it. Which is, which is why I was grumpy when the hose then didn't work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. Just you had the right idea doesn't mean you can do it yet. I, I question the the safety of the uh, of the control box where, in order to have water, we press the no water button or vice versa. It's it's a bit bit weird that way around, <laughs> but there we go. Oh, I mean, far, Farm Cure and Farm Hydration Deluxe or whatever, they're completely different companies. So they, <laughs> oh, they have I, didn't, op- I didn't twig that. But, they uh... have exact opposite colour schemes. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I, I did say don't Babel fish this at one point, didn't I? That was the old, <laughs> as, as the crow swept down, just to, mm. which is the old um, Infocom Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is as mm. far as I ever got in that game. <laughs> I did not get beyond the Babelfish, which I think is also a lot of people's experience of that game. Oh. I have no, I have no understanding of this game's existence. I, can I tell am you, very curious. I know nothing about it except for the fact that I started it and didn't get very far many years ago. I'm sure I hit the same wall. I I remember it being described as the opposite of user-friendly. It's user-mendacious. It lies to you. It actively lies to you. Um, There is a a series of puzzles throughout uh, where you are required to get a a set of things. Like, you need to solve all, I'm going to say nine or whatever of those puzzles, to have the nine objects. The object you'll be asked for in the final puzzle of the game will always be the one you don't have unless you have all nine. Oh. It deliberately, actively angers the player. And that is why I only got as far as the Babelfish. The, uh, the Babelfish puzzle is trying to get uh, a translator fish out of a, a dispenser on the wall. Uh, sure. But the dispenser is massively overpowered. The Babelfish goes flying out. And every time you try to put something up to catch it, some other weird thing happens. You have to stop that <laughs> happening. It keeps going, it keeps going, it keeps going. But there are not enough Babel fish in the dispenser for you to know that. Oh, so no. Unless you, are, unless you have already played the game, like you are forced to reload the game and have knowledge you shouldn't have in order to pass the puzzle. And oh, that is no. the whole game summed up. <laughs> when was this made? This was one of the early text adventure games, the 80s, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah those games did bully people. Yeah, oh, those yeah. games, yeah. they were it was games. It was deliberately designed to be nasty. That was the selling point. If, if I remember <laughs> rightly, it was written by Michael Bywater, and we had, we had um, him on as a guest on a celebrity version of Only Connect. So you have something in common with him, Tom, that you've been on the same <laughs> show. Oh, yes. I, I will say... The fact that we can't be on Only Connect in Australia has made me so jealous. As soon I mean, as yeah. there's nothing stopping you applying. Well, ones. true. <laughs> well, maybe one thing um, about getting getting on a plane and crossing country belt. Yeah, there, there is. That. But there other is that. than that, you know, we had a we had an Australian season of Pointless, which we did get on. 
and we won. <laughs> hey, congratulations. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, we brought back Mastermind here, which has been yes. nice. Who, who hosted Pointless in, in Australia? Because I understand it, no, that no other country has managed to find an, an Armstrong and an Osman. They, are not, they were not the same dynamic, even a little bit, and we can't try to replicate that. So mm. we had the comedian Mark Humphreys and Dr. Andrew Rochford being the Richard Osmond. Yes, we had a TV doctor. I said Osmond there. That was silly. That's wrong. Uh, a TV doctor, and we had a, a lovely uh, comedy host, and they were wonderful, although we had our picture taken at the end, and both <laughs> of those people are about an entire foot taller than us. So it really looked like, looks like we were their children. children in a fun nuclear family. So it's a very, it's a great little picture. Um, well, at least that was on brand because Richard Osman is, sure. is famously tall. Exactly. He, in fact, I, I once saw that he was the 10th tallest actor on IMDb, <laughs> uh, which... Um, because there, there was once, it's not, it doesn't exist anymore, there was once a page that listed all the actors on IMDb that had a height listed it, by height order. And what's even more uh, impressive about him being 10th was that the tallest actor was Keiko the Whale from Free, Free Willy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. Oh, yeah. oh, man. Yeah, it's hard to... I, I don't know how we could make Only Connect work in Australia. I just don't know if it's one of those things that... We'll make it Mainland work. Australia. We'll get everybody on that right level. Happen, but yeah. uh, Bre- like, breeds I- of Kangaroo by like, height order <laughs> or something like that. I'm sure there's ways. Strength of beer. <laughs> I will say... I you think... go with the stereotypes, David. I'm just going to stay out of this. <laughs> I, I will well, say you know, we did... Um, I was I did have only connect uh, in the brain when we were putting together that horse puzzle because I thought, well, look, here's a little sequence of numbers of horses and their legs. If you could you could start with the H and keep going. If you had a you know got a four letter word, you could make this a puzzle. Horses with number of legs representing letters to spell the word horse. It just need five that clues. Would, it would never work. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it would be pretty, but it would be tough to do in forty seconds. Yes. Um, I but... mean, that seems to be the sticking point that I'd be worried about for most only connect things and same with countdown i love playing them i definitely need to pause in order to succeed at them so that time stress i don't know how you manage it Mm. all right wonderful well thank you so much for coming on and playing you two did great you're very fun to have good Uh, puzzle team if people wanted to find more of you online or in other places uh where can they look uh tom would you like to start uh, if you go to tomscott.com, everything's linked from there. Oh, people have websites of themselves. Makes life very easy. Uh, and David, what about you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at David J Bodycombe. That's spelled B-O-D-Y-C-O-M-B-E. And if you want to listen to our podcast, then the easiest thing is probably to just Google TV Show and Tell podcast. Uh, we're also on Twitter uh, at TV Show Podcast. Wonderful. I'll have links to all these in the show notes for everybody listening at home. Uh, if you want to see the best Tom Scott video uh, that he's ever made in his career, um, just Google uh, two drums and a cymbal fell off a cliff. Uh, that just was find so out. many years ago. <laughs> so many years ago. Uh, it's been all down really, that was... there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Uh, now, if you wanted to find more of us, 
this is the start of this current season of Escape This Podcast, so there'll be ne- next week another escape room to listen to. Uh, you can also check out our other show, Solve This Murder, where I try and solve murder mysteries that Danny writes, although the mystery we've just released is a public domain mystery where I try and take on the role of Poirot and see if I can solve a mysterious affair at Styles. I... Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. You have to go listen to find out. Uh, and also, if you want to support us and the things we do, you can check out our Patreon. Anybody who donates at any level has the chance to appear as an NPC in one of Danny's rooms. Yes, absolutely. So thank you to Lily, who was in this one. Wonderful. Thank you, Lily. I hope your farm is doing a lot better. Uh, there's also bonus episodes for people who are $5 donors, uh, including the playtest audio of me trying to figure out this room for the very first time. Uh, as well as two-minute mysteries where we solve little mysteries that were designed to be solved in just a few minutes, and a whole variety of other things. There's badges for $10 donors, etc., etc. There's a link to that below. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you once again, David and Tom, for coming on. And thank you, Danny, for having me. All right, bye, everybody!